0: You his name is mike lear he has a podcast of unsolved murders called show me murder we have him now hi mike good
1: morning fawn how are you
0: i'm doing okay how are you
1: i'm doing well i'm doing well here in the the capital city where it is frosty and cold i assume it's not too far uh, not too much warmer down there
0: Uh no we're good we're, we're uh we've got 36 this morning but it's been like 50 degrees so we're doing good
1: outstanding good for you all enjoy it
0: yeah we never got any of that ice so you can keep it all right so mike what made you decide to do a podcast on unsolved murders did you say there's just too many of these someone needs to talk
1: well and and i'll be honest with you actually a lot of them some of them are solved some of them are unsolved but it's i'm a history nut and i'll be honest with you more than anything the show is a history podcast in my mind first but True crime was just very popular and I do tours at Missouri State Penitentiary here in Jefferson City and a lot of my influence kind of spun off of that. Uh, Bob pretty of course was also an influence in in some of this and so it just kind of felt right after I'd been off the air for a few years have, having been in radio for so long I wanted to do something that was kind of in that vein and
0: Well, you hang podcast. around Bob more than 5 minutes you're going to be a history nut.
1: Oh yeah, you can't help
0: <laughs> you it. Don't have it a rubs choice. off. Yeah. Well, the guy we're talking about today, he looks he looks bat-crap crazy, not going to lie.
1: And that is exactly why I ended up doing an episode on him for 12 years counting now. People have asked me and the other tour guides at MSP, was he crazy? And I always feel like what yes. they're really asking is, should he have been spared the death penalty? Because that photo... That you're talking about hangs in the gas chamber where he was executed, and most people assume, well, if someone's crazy, they don't get executed, right? They get sent to a mental hospital, no. and so I always feel like that's what people are asking, and I thought it was time to try and answer the question as best I could.
0: I mean, you've got to be off your kilter a little bit to, to kill people you don't even know for no reason. It's, it's a whole different kind of crazy that you go through when you kill someone you do know out of passion. But either right. way, you got to be crazy to kill somebody unless you're defending yourself.
1: Right, and so that, that's part of what I tried to answer, not only talking to... I, I was very fortunate to find his file from the state me- uh, mental institution at uh, Fulton, so I was able to talk to not only a forensic psychiatrist to get her opinion on his mental status, but also I talked to a, a law professor from M.U. to say, well, what is the case? Is it you, do you get... are you supposed to be let off based on your mental status? And no, it's not that simple.
0: All right, so what's his name?
1: Claude McGee and Claude, Claude McGee. and part of the reason I thought Claude might be interesting to, to folks in, uh, especially the Cape Girardeau area. He was raised in Cape Girardeau. He was mm. living, <clears throat> living in Cape Girardeau at the time of his first murder, the one that got him sent to the prison, but not the one for which he was sentenced to death. And being a history nut, I'm I'm hoping a lot of your listeners are as well. Some of the most fun I had researching his story is the location of that first murder—a former town called Graysboro that popped up and went away in the span of fewer than ten years, close to Cape Girardeau uh, at a place called Grays Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the murder happened with a—it was a pump station operator for the former Cotton Belt Railroad uh, down there, and. One of these days, I want to come down there and see if I can get to the site. I think I found on maps the the location of the house where it happened, but I Mm -hmm. had as much fun as anything learning about one of the many little towns in Missouri that just sprung up and went away.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, due to time, let's dig into this, because we don't have a whole lot of time here. Sure. So, why did he kill the guy at the pump station? Did he say something he didn't like, or what was the reason?
1: Long story short, it was the 1930s. The Depression was still very much in full effect in that area. And Claude and another, uh, several other guys heard that the man's wife was hanging on to about $430, which in today's money would be more than 9000 almost $10,000. Yeah, These guys all had no, had no jobs, and they thought, hey, here's a golden opportunity.
0: So let's kill a woman and take her life, and then I'll have $400 to drink, smoke, and act stupid.
1: Yeah, or or what ended up happening was that the husband, uh, when they were ransacking the house, the husband showed up and they killed him, but yeah, that's essentially it.
0: Unbelievable. All right, so you said that's the first person he killed.
1: Right, so that murder, got he was initially sentenced to death, a couple of escape attempts happened, one of them from the old Scott County Jail, I don't know how many Scott County Jails you've had over the years, but... Uh, one was built in the 30s because he and a couple of these other guys escaped from it a couple of times, and that was one, that was one of the reasons cited for building it. That murder got him sent to MSP eventually. His death sentence was uh, uh, changed on appeal to a life sentence. Got him sent to MSP. And about 15 or so years later, he kills one of the guys involved in that murder with him, in a fight over 20 bucks.
0: Jeez. So clearly he's nuts. I mean, it, we're going to post a picture with the podcast. Instead of Mike's picture, we'll have this guy. Um, you can look Mike up and listen to his podcast. But you need to see, he had he had a really long nose, and it looks like his chin touched the bottom of it. Was that a lack he, of teeth or what?
1: He he did. I found out in the medical files he did have uh, full upper and lower dentures, which I assume had been taken out for that last photo. But if you've ever seen... If folks have ever seen the billboards for the, uh, they call them the bald numbers, I think down in Branson, the performers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and many of them look like they've, they they had their their dentures out. That's what he looks like, but his eyes, his eyes are just piercing and Ugh,
0: I can't even wild.
1: Look at him. Yeah, and that's exactly what I mean. He's for a guy who came from the Cape Girardeau area, and I think largely would have been lost to history. He's become. I, I dare say something of a legend on the MSP tours, just because of the amount of attention he's gotten. And you know, when we get in excess of thirty, thirty-three thousand people a year coming through these tours, he mm-hmm. he gets a lot of questions. He's kind of taken on a li- a new life up here.
0: Well, MSP means Missouri State Penitentiary, but why? I mean, he only killed two people. There've got to be worse people there than him. Is it because of those eyes?
1: It's be- it's simply because of his appearance, you know. He and Ugh. he does he hangs on a a board with 39 other people who arguably have, have some of them are worse, uh, by, by any, by just about any measure, but he really stands out mm-hmm. when you look at the other faces on that board.
0: So creepy. I can't, I'm going to have to close the email cause I can't look at him anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, you, sometimes you meet somebody and, and the first thing I notice about people is their eyes. That's the first thing mm-hmm. I notice, or, or teeth. And he has l- lack of, of both. But, um, you know, we always hear about these people who are on death row when everybody's like, death row is torture, blah, 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 blah. Nobody ever takes into consideration the terror the people were going through while they were being murdered by these human fecal matters. Um, nobody ever seems to take that into consideration when we put people like this to death. I'm I'm very pro-innocent life, but guys like... Our, our googly-eyed cartoon character man here, I, I have no problem with him not breathing anymore.
1: And I think a lot of people would, would agree with that sentiment about not only him, but the, many of the other people on that board. I will tell you, when we talk about his appearance, uh, there are other photos of him, and if people care to look up the... You know, Facebook, Instagram for the podcast. You'll see a side-by-side comparison. That photo is starkly different from what he looked like even a year and a half earlier. About the time he was in Fulton State Hospital, actually, mm-hmm. he—I don't know what happened to him in those last few months. Because when he came out of Fulton, he didn't look like that.
0: Maybe but he did some, it on purpose. Maybe he tried to look scary.
1: You know, who knows? And there—and yeah. I mean, certainly he was not. He—I mean, he was found to be schizophrenic, and—and and there were other ideas thrown out about what his mental condition was, but he also certainly had, uh, he had some prison smarts. He knew how to exist in that environment, and uh, as one former guard told me, I think he was just the kind of guy who saw a threat and knew that was the only way to deal with it, Mm -hmm. Uh, because and the other guy was threatening to kill him over this 20 bucks, so.
0: Sure, and and I know Personally, people who have gone to prison and come out paranoid schizophrenic and they won't tell you what happened to them in jail, but I mm-hmm. think that's been within them the entire time. It just comes out in that environment more so than it would have day to day. And um, it's it. they're very difficult to be around because you never know what's going to happen.
1: Well, and you know, when we think about it along those lines, this guy did spend most, Claude spent most of his last five years of his life in some form of solitary confinement. If anything's going to bring it out, solitary will do it.
0: Yeah. So show me murder. Where do people catch it? Where do they go to hear it?
1: Uh, Most people uh, pick it up off of uh, uh, Spotify or Stitcher, but you can just run a Google search for it, and it'll typically come up.
0: Okay. And so do you um, generally talk about the same person more than once do you just feature them once during a show how do you roll it out
1: very rarely will and i've only i'll be honest there's only like 10 episodes so far because i'll I'll put upwards of three to five months of research into each episode so it takes a while Mm -hmm. there are some i may come back to in one way shape or form one of them would be bloody bill anderson i featured the centralia massacre Mm-hmm. in an earlier episode, and I'll probably come back and do one that focuses specifically on him as opposed to any one incident that he was involved in. But usually it's a one-and-done kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, and Missouri has its share of murderers, let's be honest. Uh, oh,
1: absolutely. From
0: silly crap at a gas station to guys throwing innocent girls off a bridge. I mean, we've got murderers up the wazoo in Missouri. We're not we're not the safest place to be, to be honest with you. No.
1: Nope. And I'm, uh, when you're digging all the way back into the 1850s, so far is how far back I'm going. You've got, there's a breadth of of history, and some of it is pretty gruesome.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know why we find these things so fascinating because, like, we'll be watching a Spider Man movie, and I'm like, I need to go relax, and I'll turn on, you know, Dateline of somebody who's mm-hmm. been killed. That's just but how us females we? relax. Well, it's how you relax. You look, and you feel like you learn stuff. And, yeah. um, A lot of people think they're learning how to get away with murder. I'm learning how to investigate should something happen to a loved one. That's what I'm learning. But um, Show Me Murder is gaining in popularity, so I know you've got more and more listeners. Is it free to listen?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: And why did you make it that way? Do you just really want to get the word out?
1: You know, I'm just having fun doing it, and I love sharing these stories with people. Whether it's this or other stories from the penitentiary, I just love sharing history with people. And you know, if there comes an opportunity for me to monetize it somehow, so that listeners don't have to pay for it, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But it's simply not my priority right now. It's it's a fun. I enjoy the research, I enjoy the writing, and I'm just having a blast doing it.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get the people who, like us, you know, we get all of our stuff straight from a police report. It's not like we just make stuff up and put it in the news. I'll get an email every once in a while. What you put is all lies. I'm like, yeah, take it up with the cops
1: you know oh, absolutely it, it, absolutely and it, and my favorite is when it is about a case it's like say from the 1880s like because you know because you were there more than i was
0: <laughs> yeah it's like yeah because yeah, you know stuff <laughs> you were related to him so it can't be true yeah i right? love that all right so mike yeah. lear show me murder the podcast give them the give them the place to find it again spotify and stitch you said
1: Sp- spotify and stitcher is where i get most of my listeners
0: Okay, and it's yeah. absolutely free. He goes through solved and unsolved murders throughout the history of Missouri, but the one in particular that we were talking about, what's his name again? I forgot. I Cla-
1: Claude McGee.
0: I don't know how I forgot that. Claude, Claude McGee, McGee out of
1: Cape Girardeau. I, yep. I,
0: I would have known that, but I closed the email because I don't want to look at the dude anymore. Yeah. I don't blame you. Ooh. So you can he's just, haunting. He's very, he's, he's going to give me nightmares. Yeah. So, go check out his podcast, Mike Larris, many, many others, so you can check all of them out for free, and just give him a listen, because Mike's a good dude. I've, I've known of him for years. I wouldn't know you if I bumped into you on the street, but... I've well, you- I
1: was going to say, find your way to Jeff City one of these days. I'll take you through the prison sometime.
0: Yeah, you, you, I don't know. Y'all are pretty local up there. I don't know if I we'll want
1: to. Okay. We'll do it during the day. Okay. We'll do it during the day.
0: All right, we'll do that. All right, thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: Have a good one. Bye-bye.